Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Get Your Mind Right with Matt and Daniel. I am Daniel, and sitting across from me here, as usual, is Matt. Hello, Daniel. Hello, Matt. And hello, everyone. Yes. Hello, Internet. I had something that I wanted to bring up. Sure. With you, Matt. Sure, Daniel. Um, from time to time, I will think about things that I want to talk about. Yeah. Uh, and then I won't write them down. You're just not quite as disciplined as I am. I'm really not. Okay. I need to work on that. I'll just let you in on something, you know, about how good I am. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I will stop what I'm doing at this point in the day. If I think of something, I will pause to write that down. It takes absolute yeah. control over me because I... That's what I need to start doing. I cannot. Yeah, I, I can't remember anything, dude. I can't remember that, anything. What gets me is I'll think of something and be like, oh, yeah, I'm going to write that down. Or yeah. I'm going to, you know, just right after this, whatever yeah. it is, you know, and then it's gone. I don't even think about it again, you know. Oh, yeah. You should definitely start doing that. Yeah. The well is running dry, <laughs> as you're all about to hear. Yeah, scraping the bottom, getting a little bit of resin. Yeah. Sometimes, you know, those resin eyes, though, they can be good. Yeah, if you have and a good method of collection. Man, I remember scraping out, scraping out some bowls and bongs and stuff when they were I like that process more than smoking it. Well, because it was like it's cleaning funny. it too. You know? Yeah, well, yeah, it's funny. You know, I don't smoke anymore. Don't smoke. smoke pot anymore. I don't either. Yeah, me and Matt don't smoke pot anymore. But uh, one of the things that I really miss about it more so than the high, definitely at this point. Because that's kind of one of the reasons that I stopped. It was really starting to mess with me. But the ritual, like the preparing the marijuana to smoke, right. cutting it up, you know, yeah. packing the bowl, all that stuff, scraping out the screen, you know. Yeah. I don't know. There was just a... There was some, It's like you always had something to do. It, it was, it was, it was kind of like if you had to open a bottle of beer five times while you were drinking it or something. Yeah. You had something I feel to like, do. Yeah, that's just kind of something that... I don't know if I ever saw it as like a nuisance. I don't know. It no, seemed I like it was it, always man. cool... I loved it. Preparing it and stuff, yeah. you know, which is kind of weird. Seems like it would have been yeah. It's it's kind of like, ah, oh, I got to go through all this. To yeah, like, I oh, might as well not smoke, but no. Yeah, I don't know. It was very odd. Um, I actually smelled some marijuana recently, and that smell makes you want it so much. I can't say the same. I mean, well, okay, I'm going to say this. It makes me want to have some, and then I immediately yeah. think, no fucking way. Yeah. <laughs> no way would I ever touch that. Yeah. And I've talked to a few people about this, and I feel like we're not alone in yeah. reaching a point where the marijuana high, rather than being a good thing and something that you can enjoy, just kind of brings on more anxiety than it's worth. Yeah, yeah it's absolutely awful. So to that point, I mean, I can appreciate that, but for the most part, when I smell it at this point, that's almost all I can associate with is like kind oh, of the bad yeah. feeling. I, I think it, it still smells good to me, but I, yeah, I, I immediately go to that. I think mine I mean, just yes, has, I have a it brief still moment smells good of, to me. It yeah. does. I, but, I, have a, I have a brief moment, like a lapse of reason where I'm like, oh yeah, I should be doing that. And then immediately after that thought is, are you absolutely out of your mind? Yeah. So. You know, for me, marijuana, that was a, something that I was around, you know, when I was younger, before I knew what it was or what I was smelling kind of a thing, you know. Yeah, okay. It's kind of like hidden from me, but I could smell it kind of thing. It's kind of odd that that smell doesn't take you back to, you know, a 
Uh, well, that's what I'm yeah. kind of getting to. Yeah. It, there's still a level of that. And from that point of being very young and not knowing the high or anything about it yeah. or what I was smelling, I liked that smell. Oh, okay. Which is a good smell to right. me. Right. You know? Right. Just... Like in the crayons same, or something. Right, or, yeah, in the same vein of incense or something like that. Uh, right. You know, I mean, I like the smell of gasoline. Yeah. You know, I'm yeah. not going to drink it or huff it, but, yeah. you know, it's one of those things where you really can't explain it. You just like it. You know? Yeah. Do you, you have any smells like that? I do, but I can't relate them to something specific like you can with marijuana. Every once in a while, I smell what my kindergarten smelled like, but I can't tell you what that is. Yeah. It just kind of smells like that. It can almost floor me. Like, I'm just... I just want to just be in that small moment forever. Yeah. And it's almost, and I'm not, I'm not even remembering anything specific, I don't think. It's just, I just like that time. I, I liked when things felt that way and when yeah. that was like a new smell or something and you know it smelled like the kindergarten and you just had like so much stuff in front of you you know yeah i'm definitely with you smells yeah. can definitely do that bring yes. back yes uh, yes bring back a time isn't it crazy when it happens you smell something and it reminds you or it smells exactly like as an example like a friend's house when you were growing up yeah something like that yeah. And you're like, I completely forgot about that smell. Yeah. And it hits you and you're just there. Yeah. It really is. It can floor you. Yes. It's almost like you're stuck between two time periods. It's the closest thing to time travel that we it actually really know. It really, really is. Because not only do you remember that, you feel like you're there. You actually feel like you are still in yeah, that. Yeah, because you're getting a sensory input that is actually real and present and current that existed in that time. You yes. Know? So yes. It's mixing reality with memory. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So it makes the memory stronger. Yeah. I feel like, you know. Yeah. It, it almost makes the memory present. Yeah. Matt, you're in a fulfilling relationship now. Right. You have coherent arguments. Right. You know, right. you're not like a, I mean, there is no perfect, everything's always fine couple. Yeah. I mean, what's the point of that, really? That would suck. Yeah. It was really but boring. It just made me think. I know that a lot of times breakups, things like that. Yeah. You know, the phrase or the excuse that's used yeah. is, you know, you need to spend some time on, right. on you. Right. You know, just kind of be me for a little yeah. while or whatever, you know, yeah. which I feel like most of the time is kind of a cop out. But now that we're, you know, both in our mid thirties, yeah. I can definitely say that there is a lot of merit to that statement. I would totally agree. It, almost in all regards, you know, what sets you off, what makes you happy, what you yes. do in a relationship and, you know, yes. all that stuff. How does it live in the world? I mean, coming out of your own bubble that you've created for yourself and being able to interact and get along with mm. everyone and accept mm. everyone for who they are. Yeah. And most of all yourself yeah. is key. And I think there's always still something in the back of my mind that says, like, you can be better. You can work on this, you know. Um, to where I don't ever feel like I, the person, am a finished product. It's it's a right, you know, right. it's something that's I'm continually learning on, which is good. I mean, as long as you are, yeah, you're almost you're aware to the of point. It. Yeah, right, you exactly. are aware. You know that yes. about yourself. Yeah, right? and you can yeah. recognize what you don't like about yourself. I mean, yeah I, yeah, I spent a lot of years in that, which was really depressing, uh, mm -hmm. but. Mm -hmm. I kind of think that should happen. I kind of think that's a good thing. You know, you need to come out of it. But, right. Uh, yeah. It's a good thing. I mean, I, st I have trouble seeing good things about myself, but I am able to have better times 
not expecting so much, not trying to steer a, let's say like a group hangout session to make sure that everyone's having a good time and that what can I do to make this better? Right. You know, like if you kind of yeah. step back from that and don't feel like you have to fill that role, it's a lot better because and sometimes you make it worse. Yeah. I mean, there, it's a good example of, you know, yeah, as you grow and get older and learn to deal with things that were given to you without your consent, really, you right. know, by nurture and things like that. Right. It's just important to recognize those things and learn to deal with them and yeah just to be comfortable being you you know yeah which is a it's a strange concept because you know if you, you, you if are you, you right yeah you know i feel like if you asked 19 year old daniel are you comfortable being you i'd be like uh sure yeah you right know, it, it's a it's a deeper philosophical and psychological yeah thing I, I've thought about it some. See if you agree with this. Um, as you're growing up, you're kind of an amalgamation of the things that you are into. You you want to look a certain way, you know, growing up with us, like you want to yeah. look like Kurt Cobain, you want to wear the flannel shirt. Very much, you, know? yeah. you don't have any other way to express yourself. Everybody's just going to school and you're doing the same things. You're taking the same test. Yeah. I mean, everything's like standardized and there's no way to stand out. So you have to almost wear and display your interest daily. I mean, you know, you, you have to be consumed by something to let someone know, oh, let's say, for instance, you're into gothic stuff that was kind of a popular right. when you were younger. Right, yeah, so yeah. You gotta wear all black, you gotta do, you gotta fit a yeah. click, you gotta, you gotta be some kind you of You gotta thing. wear it like a badge, yeah. You, yeah, you have to you, let other... Yeah, because how are they gonna know that I'm into this music if I don't look exactly like the people playing this music? You know, you walk into a lunchroom and you're looking around like, where's the... There we go. You know, like, you kind of yeah. find the people you know the people that look like you are probably going to have the same interests. You know? Right. Which, that's kind of a cool dynamic, I guess, that kids develop. Yeah. Uh, but it's it's a kind of introduction phase yeah. of, you know, being social. Yeah, you're right. What happens is you get so caught up in trying to be like this idea of something, you actually lose a lot of your self-discovery um, during those times. You're actually way less unique than you probably are by consuming and trying to exert those ideas. Right. You're, In other words, right, you're kind of watering down your... Yeah, your own individuality and, and things that make you special. Yeah. Um, definitely yeah there was something that was that was what was really tricky for me see my my parents were not into letting me express myself in those ways right uh, you know there's no growing your hair out and there's no dressing a certain way you have to represent I guess their idea of a whatever year old boy. Right. And to some extent, I'm sure like, you know, you're an extension of me. So that's a, that was a big thing know, with them, yeah. man. They, you, they, you, they let that on me early and I always took it very seriously. It was kind of like you represent our family and you are your mom and myself, you know, like you, Right. Represent us. So anything you do reflects on us and how we raise you is like, oh, okay. So e even if there were times where I was maybe questioning some decisions they made, I would always act on the interest that I thought they would think was best. Right. But, yeah. you know, being, being young, if you're not allowed to express your identity and express your stuff through what you wear or what you do, then it's really hard to be accepted by the groups that you have things in common with. Right. Yeah. Um, basically, you know, for me, sports was something that was acceptable. It just right. so happened I was not good at it. So, <laughs> right. And so I couldn't be accepted by that group because I sucked. I, I spent a lot of time just studying people and trying to study how to make friends and spent a lot of time just being very quiet as a kid, like very shy and, and yeah. just building up knowledge of like what people would talk about. Cause and you know this too, like by being an only child, we just don't have a lot of interaction with kids our age. And when uh -huh. you're put around other kids, you don't immediately click with them. It's they have brothers and sisters. They've been doing whatever they're into all these things that you're not.
not. Yeah. And yeah, uh, very much. Yeah. Yeah. And you don't really even know how to interact. So for me, even when I tried to interact, it was so painfully awkward. I remember one time being at a baseball camp and I didn't know anyone there. I was a, you know, I grew up in the county country kid and all yeah. the camps and stuff were in the city. Uh-huh. Uh, so I would get to go to yeah, this. Yeah. I remember, I think I pushed you down at one of those. I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> there's not a single person in this town that hasn't pushed me down. I don't know why this stands out. There was an interaction I had. I recognized one kid and mm-hmm. I only knew this kid because he knew someone else that I knew. And all I could think to ask right. him was, Hey, do you know so-and-so? And he's like, yeah. And then there was no more conversation. It was kind of like, okay. And then like the next day I was like, Hey, so, you know, you really know this person. He's like, yes. And like, okay. Yeah. You know, I, I didn't know anyone else to say. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That was you're, the only person I spoke to for an entire week of baseball camp. Man, and those are the yeah. only two things I said. And yeah. I was just like, I don't know how to do this. And it seemed like, you know, everybody would kind of get in their own groups and I would just kind of be left alone, you know, yeah. uh, and just kind of have to sit there. Yeah. So it was very weird. I spent a lot of time studying people and what their goals are. And I was able to, for the most part, fake my way through knowing who I was. Yeah. Until you're incredibly forced to deal with it when you get older a lot of mine was having to go back and be like okay well wait who am i then because you go back like i'm as much of an amalgamation as anyone else but i'm the amalgamation of the people i'm around like i have studied people so much right that i knew exactly what to say when to say it and i was just a machine i was a robot yeah i feel like that's true for almost everyone you know maybe what you went through was a little bit more intellectual than what's typical maybe you know what i mean Kind of, kind of trying. In what way? Like, oh, like me trying, trying to grasp who these people were. Well, I guess rather than uh, putting yourself out there as you were, right? You know, you thought of ways to become what this person would like. Yeah, kind of a thing. You I know what say, I mean? Like, I, I was, I was forced rather than, to. Though I would have absolutely taken what I would have considered then the easy way out. Like, you like these clothes? I wear these clothes. You know, I, I would have done it. I didn't have that option. So I couldn't immediately fit in with people because everybody else is in that right. mindset of like that person wears a black shirt or whatever. Not that I was trying to get in with, you know, the gothic people. I'm just trying to think of something that well, really that's stands. Well, that's an easy thing to. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's it's an easy. Easy example. Yeah. Right. It was just kind of a, this person wears this. So if I showed up wearing that, I'm immediately going to be accepted. Yeah. You know, I mean, and at the same time, I was listening to that music. You know, I probably knew more about those bands and knew more about those songs than those kids. Right, yeah. Uh, music has always been with me. Every genre, everything. Anything anyone was listening to, I was about. But I couldn't yeah. like wear anything that would, or do a, do any kind of thing with my hair or anything that would right. you know, classify me as that person. So Yeah, yeah that's very much know? kind of what you find yourself in, I feel like, yeah. when you, uh, I guess for most people, probably reach you know, mid-20s, late-20s. You, know, yeah. you, you start kind of just wearing what you like, kind of, you know, and... Wearing what's cheap. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I guess all I'm trying to say is most people stop that advertisement, hey, I'm into this, you know, yeah. where you can't, I mean, and especially when you consider, you know, you, you're starting to get into the workplace environment, you know, where right. certain clothes just well, aren't I mean, Well, I mean, but everything kind of starts changing. You know right. what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you know, yeah. it's it's just isn't a big deal. It was never a big deal, but it was to you at the time. Right. It was only a big deal for a few years, but to you at the time, it felt like an eternity. Yeah. I feel like I'm coming off as some victim or something, but the flip side of that is because I didn't look that way when people found out things about me and I was able to express myself to those people. It was like they were more enamored with me. Like they were more like that dude is, you know, into this kind of stuff or that dude is, you know, it, yeah. it, they, they were yeah. more... Um, I thought that way. Inqu- really? Yeah. I mean, well, then, we, okay. Well, then you know it firsthand. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we, yeah. We became friends, well, I guess, sophomore year of high school, or was it junior? 
So I was instructed by another friend of ours to put a copy of a paper that we were trying to publish at the time onto your desk in yeah. sophomore year yeah, uh, yeah. of high school. And I didn't really know you. Uh, I would <laughs> you just kind of have it on the desk. You'd always be late, yeah. and so I would, I would have it. Yeah, I'd have it hooked up on your desk, and you'd kind of get in and look around, and I would just kind of throw my hand up, and you'd just kind of point at me, you know. And that was our interaction for like an entire year. Yeah, yeah. Um, so like, oh, that's that's cool. Yeah. Uh, and at the time, I thought, you know, Matt was very uh, plain clothed, wearing glasses, right? Guy, you know, yeah. didn't know anything about him. When you're in that period, yeah, what people wear definitely takes precedence. Seems like before you actually know the person, yeah, and, like no, no one's asking anyone questions about things. It's just it's all based on sight, and it's like it's all right. it's, it's it's very tribal. Yeah, and I wanted to touch on real fast. Uh, one really big thing that was a learning experience for me and for you, I think, uh, shortly after high school, we got a job working together and there was a, another person there that we didn't know, but we had conversed amongst ourselves, me and Matt, about how that guy's probably a douchebag, like he's not yeah. cool. Just And that was based a lot on like kind of how he dressed and how he talked and, you know. Yeah, it was it was during an orientation we went to for this job uh -huh. and, we you know, we kind of got to met, meet the people that were going to be starting with us and... And this person, even on the ride back, we rode together to the to the orientation. On the ride back, Daniel yeah. and I were talking about how it was going to be absolutely awful to work with that person and that he would be the reason we would quit. Yeah, yeah. And uh, man, long story short on that, we could not have been more wrong. I mean, he was hilarious. He was the reason yeah. to keep going. I yes, mean, man. I mean, that, it, that it was, dude was yeah. absolutely hilarious it was one of the best times i've had working at a job and the job oh, yeah. was awful but the people it really was we, the people we worked with were great yeah. and um yeah it was during a time where things were not necessarily looking all that bright you know it was it was right yeah it was kind of during the point where uh, i guess the freshness of graduation and your whole life's ahead of you feeling was wearing off a little bit. Yeah, it, it was my first experience of thinking college was not going to work for me as well. So you joined the workforce. Right. But yeah, I just feel like it's an interesting thing because uh, a lot of that and a lot, a lot of how you um, come to appreciate everyday life and people in it and everything has so much to do with you knowing yourself and yeah. past experiences, mistakes that you've made, maybe in judging people before you get to know them. Right. Really does add up. Back to the relationship thing, I feel like it's definitely something that you at least have to have, you know, 50% or 75% done with, with your soul searching, with knowing yourself. Before yeah, you they'll, they'll help you have, find the rest of it. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, you'll wonder, was that me or did they put that there? I mean, yeah. I think the point I was going to make is that all of that stuff, dressing a certain way and trying to look a certain way and listening to certain music or whatever, is all about trying to get friends of the same sex or let's yeah. say whatever your orientation is. Like if you like women, then you're trying to get, you know, male friends. Right. Typically. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, just as a rule, I guess. Yeah. That stuff was trying to get male friends. That wasn't trying to necessarily get women, mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. So I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. You spend so much time and energy just trying to be cool with other guys. Other guys. <laughs> It's like, wait a minute, now there's this whole other sex that's yeah, like you know, I've totally got a, different than I've got to deal with. Yeah, let me just go use my same tactics. Oh, that did not work. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that didn't work. I uh, should not have punched her on their arm. <laughs> no. Yeah, hey. Yeah. Asshole. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you 
freaking son of a bitch. <laughs> that doesn't even work. I would absolutely love to get a girl's perspective from their time in high school, that, from guys that were trying to hit on them or, or yeah. things like that. I mean, I think majority of guys at that time just liked a girl from a distance we and should, didn't say yeah, anything. We should ask Gina and Megan about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. See what they have to say about yeah, it. Yeah, it, it had to be so weird for them to see us struggle so much. Uh, and, you know, they probably like, I like that guy's eyebrows. You know, right. like they didn't even think about anything much deeper than that, you know? Yeah. I don't want to say that they were not going through similar experiences, you know. Oh my god, I'm I'm I, I would I'm almost sure they were. I would almost 100% say it was way worse. It probably was, yeah. Uh yeah, but I, I mean like as far as their attraction to us or girls attraction to guys in high school. Right. Yeah, the more typical scenario of men approaching women kind of a yeah, thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this would be my assumption. It'd be great to see if this if this were correct or not. But I feel like at that time, I don't know if girls were really too interested in getting to know a guy or, you know, that kind of thing. It wasn't like they were trying to plan their future around it, you know. And I don't think guys were either. Right. Yeah. But, yeah. Although it did seem, you know, in my experience, that women were way quicker to make that jump. Oh, that's true. You that's know, true. about longevity, yeah, uh, relationship longevity and, and plausibility of you guys, like, yeah, having a life together and I things mean, like that. Maybe and, so. Maybe so. Yeah, I, I, I could see that. I'm just saying, yeah, in my experience. Yeah, no, I, no, I, I, I actually, yeah, I, I do agree with that. Um, I had something good, or I thought was good. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Here's the thing. This is what I would say to anyone going through anything similar. Anyone that's in high school currently, uh, anyone that is maybe older and is still feeling something like that, which yeah. happened to me too. I mean, man, yeah, that's it's. Sure uh, this is what people. I can impart as someone in their thirties to help someone get through their late teens and twenties. I can absolutely tell you right now, men, if you're interested in women, I can tell you how to get those women, but. <laughs> They are not, it is not a lasting thing. But I feel like I should impart this because I feel like guys don't know this. Ask questions about them. Do not, this is a big repeat here, do yeah. not talk about the stuff that you're into unless they specifically ask you about it. Do not act like you're running the show. They are running the show, okay? Yeah. That's the advice. If you want to pick up a girl, ask them about them, compliment them, take them out, pay for stuff, talk about them. Yeah. Ask them questions. They will talk. They will like you, okay? <laughs> that relationship is doomed but <laughs> right your goals may be achieved yeah those goals of you know maybe going up a shirt or whatever you want to do yeah those things can happen you are not in a relationship doing that that is not a relationship that is you basically conning some woman okay yeah so yeah that, that's yeah that is that's, what that is that uh -huh. is and then once you get tired of that and you start feeling like well she doesn't care about me she, she doesn't okay but yeah she doesn't she know doesn't you. even know who you are right but that is how you can do it that is it yeah that's free advice uh if you want the book that is $20.99 <laughs> I will tell you what to, what questions to ask in the book. Specifically, so, line by line. Yeah, you cannot ask which character would you like to play in Warcraft, or you know, <laughs> those are not the questions I'm talking about. Yeah. Uh, yeah. As I have gotten older, I think the most important thing, so you don't waste anyone's time with that bullshit, because that bullshit wastes a lot of people's time. Okay, you mess around if you if you it follow yeah. if you follow that advice right there, you're going to mess around and be in some two, three year, four year relationships that that are, will uh, yeah are doomed from the start. that are absolutely yeah. doomed. I mean, the most important thing later, and this is me speaking as a you know myself currently. <laughs> uh, <laughs> In the present, yeah, yeah, uh, which I don't know how else I could do, but Re present Matt, present Matt, present says, Matt is a gift to all of you. Yeah, yeah, 
yeah, here it is. Just be honest. And if you're younger and you want to do this, that's fine. But you're you're going to have a lot of disappointment. And it's not because of who you are. It's because you're in a very, very small pool of people. Yeah, and you have to understand, you know, we've been talking a lot about self-discovery and stuff. That's not just you, you know. Yeah. They're going through that, too. Yes. So they're going to make mistakes just like you are. Oh, yeah. And you really need to get to the point where um, both parties are comfortable with who they are and are ready to commit and make sacrifices. Things like that, yeah. you know. Just but if you want <laughs> to trick them, you know, buy my book. Yes, yeah. yes. Please just, buy his book because I get a cut. It's yeah. I have to pay him to be on this. Yeah. Actually, this podcast is all about his new book coming out, How to Get Laid. We've done a few dummy episodes so as to not make it look like that is the case, but that's the case. Yeah, this is the most involved, least successful viral marketing. Yeah, yes. <laughs> Boy, that's ever been unleashed on the public. All three of you will now know. Yeah. How to get women. Yeah. All right, Daniel. All right, Matt. I want to ask you about something that I've dealt with for a while. I'd be surprised if anyone has not experienced this, if they have worked a job. And that is the dread on the day before a work day. I would like some help getting over that. And seeing as how it seems completely plausible that my parents paid to have you, whom I think is a 34-year-old male, <laughs> it's probably a 45-year-old male, and you're probably a trained therapist. Yeah. See, um, how they, they may have paid for those services for me, and this is like a, a continuation of some therapy that I've been getting. Yeah, Matt, I, I guess it's time to come clean. Yeah. Um, you remember when I got your mail, right? Yeah. I saw this. I figured, you know, yeah, ever since that happened that, that maybe you were on to me. I've just been trying to, you know, help you work through some stuff. Yeah, so, I mean, it's a commitment. Yeah. I got to give you that. It's definitely a commitment, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I'm here for you, man. What's I know up? you've experienced it. I know everyone's experienced it. I know a lot of people probably even talked about it. They haven't talked about it right now in a room sitting here with you. The day before a work week uh -huh. is a terrifying day for me. It is a day of reflection, a day of should I be doing this job? Why am I doing this job? It's a uh, sense of dread takes over. I go from I'm going to call in sick to I'm going to leave the country. <laughs> and I'd go through the feasibility of how I would actually leave the country. Right, yeah. Like, well, what's like, uh, Australia like this time of year? Yeah, and I'm thinking like, okay, like, who do it's I need there, to right? let know that I've left? Yeah, I get down to that kind of point. You want the weekend so much that when it's nearing a close, it just feels like I can't go back to that part of my life. I just can't do it. I want the good times that I had in the weekend to just continue to go. Yeah. How do you deal with that? Um, it's something that enters my thoughts for sure, but I try and shove it aside, you know. Oh, yeah. As soon as it comes in, I'm like, ah, I'm not worried about that right now, you know. Right, uh, yeah. The only time that it comes up and I have to pay attention to it is near bedtime, you know, because I know. Oh, God. Yeah. I know I need to go to sleep at a certain time to be able to wake up at a certain time kind of a thing, you know. Yeah. But there's definitely a level of truth to what you're saying, and I feel like a lot of people experience that. Yeah. You know, the Sunday. You can't enjoy Typical, the Sunday. Yeah, yeah. W whatever your Sunday is. Your, your, your Sunday. It could be Tuesday, but it's right. It's, it's whatever right. day comes prior to. Yeah, the, relatively, what is your? Yeah, right. You can't enjoy the Sunday because you know Monday's tomorrow. Mm -hmm. You know, it actually reminds me. There was a, a good Calvin and Hobbes comment about that. I remember reading it as a child, and that was very true because you know it was school. Yeah. So I feel like having that next day where you have to do something you don't want to do has kind of been with me my whole life. You know. Yeah. So kind of the long and the short of it, I, I just try and shove it away when it comes into my mind. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. You know, there's no good that can come of worrying about the next day. I mean, yeah, I, I don't, I don't really have a really good way to deal with it. Other than that, I just have a harder time trying to to get it out of my mind. A lot of times, I can see that. And I mean, it's like everyone's doomed. Monday's going to happen, it's and good, if it yeah. doesn't, then you've died, and that's also bad. Right? Yeah. I mean, there's no way around it. Time moves one direction, and that's forward. So quit your jobs. Yeah. Quit your job. Join a nudie colony. Yeah. That's what Live you're trying to see anyway. The way you want. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you know, it's totally inappropriate to have erections there, but I'm sure you can learn to control it. Yeah. In I mean, time. Yeah. In time. I want to tell you about something. What's that? Last week, it was so hot. During my lunch break, which is an hour, at home, got down to my underwear. And I went out on my back patio. Okay, I just sat there. Now, there is a fence around it. Yeah. People couldn't necessarily see. That's but I true. was not yeah. concerned at all about this, right? You got to beat the heat. Yeah. You know, sometimes on your lunch break, you got to go sit out in your underwear. Yeah. So I'm out there sitting. I feel like the sun's like looking at me and it's kind of embarrassed for me in my pill body and you know, <laughs> overweightness. And it's sitting there. It's and the sun's just trying to help you out. Like, yeah, what, you want to get like, a tan? Yeah. Because I can hook you up. What I'm hoping is it's all me, and it says, maybe I need to lay off a little bit. Yeah, I need to get out of here. You know, maybe I can get some clouds in. Maybe maybe I can hook up this guy somehow, because I, I didn't mean to put him through this. I know he doesn't want to be doing this. Yeah. It's in the middle of the day. I know he's going to go back to work. He's probably going to have to take a shower after this. Yeah. So I'm sitting out there, and then I kind of wondered, uh, when's the last time you've been outside your house just in your underwear? Me? <laughs> yes. Oh, um, last night. Are you serious? Yeah. This is a thing people do? I do that. You just go outside in your underwear. Yeah, I mean, actually, last night I went outside naked. Are you serious? Yeah, on the back porch, yeah. Like, completely naked? Yep, smoked cigarette. I I mean, I am. Uh, I thought I was coming <laughs> to this podcast with the weirder thing. Yeah. I am so glad it's you this time. Yeah. I mean, I don't do it during the day, but... Oh, you know, well, that's true. Yeah, you did do, do it at night. Yeah. Under the Shroud of Darkness... Yeah, the nude yeah, Daniel. All is revealed. That's great. So you just walked out. I mean, yeah. I feel like there's some room there for a hit R&B single. I don't know what the name of that would be, or what the <laughs> name of the artist would be, but I think the song would be, I'm going to creep you out. <laughs> yeah. It's like... <laughs> All right, coming up next, we got Skinny D featuring SPF 3000 off their debut album, Dirty Lunchtime. It's creeping you out here on 103 Raps. I'm gonna creep you out. (laughs) (laughs) Daniel, I don't like when people have rehearsed funny lines that they say. And I know that this is kind of odd because I have rehearsed funny lines that I say. Let's put you, quotes okay. around mine, okay? Yeah, so... Let's put quotes around all of these funny yeah, lines yeah. Here that I'm talking about, okay? So, uh, you don't like when it's obvious that it was rehearsed? I'm talking about something where the person has used this line more than ten times. Oh, man, yeah. Yeah, it's just such a call-response kind of thing with them. And they just kind of sit there and wait for a laugh track to happen. I don't give that to them. I don't do this necessarily to be mean to the person. I just, I think in some way that I'm helping them understand that if people are laughing at this, they're just trying to get out of this awkward situation you've created. Yes, you are helping them with self-discovery. That's, yeah, that's all. It's, it's all about self-discovery. Yeah, I will tell you this. I dislike when I hear that, but I'll tell you what I dislike more. Uh-huh. When I hear the person repeat the joke to someone else while I'm still in the room to try to get the laugh out of the other person. And they're trying to make sure that everyone hears that funny thing that they've said yeah. a million times. And then when that person laughs, yeah. I'm like, do not encourage that. You know, I want to be yeah, like, hold, yeah. hold up, let's get one thing clear before we do this thing we're going to do, you know, or whatever situation mm-hmm. I'm in. You have to cut that out of your routine. Cut that out of your 
social behavior. You don't need to do that anymore. Yeah. It reminds me of what George Carlin said in one of his stand-ups, you know, I'm a professional comedian, unlike the ones that you have to deal with in the office yeah. all week long. Yeah, know? yes. And I mean, he was referring to us. <laughs> yeah. No, we're professionals. What are you talking about? Oh, right. Well, we haven't gotten paid yet, so I don't know if we can say that. That's true. But we're still comedians, right? If you need that modifier of professional and stand-up, then yeah. we're definitely comedians, right? I mean, I guess so. Yeah, that's good. I mean, it says it on our description. <laughs> you rewrote we're it comedians. down. Yeah. I mean, no, we didn't write it. It was someone else. It was a third party that's handling our, our marketing manager. Handling our business, yeah. I never talk about myself in the third person. <laughs> Here's something, Daniel. You have a child. Yes. You do. I do. Yes. A four-year-old. Yes. Yay. Insert hand clap. Yeah. Uh, congratulations. Um, Thanks. Yeah. He's still alive. Is there? Yeah. You've, you've, <laughs> you've, you're doing your job. Yeah. I feel like everyone can say that you're pretty good. Yeah. Is there something cynical about asking children what they want to do when they grow up? On the surface, there is this potential of letting children know that there is a growing up and that there is something that you should be maybe working towards or aspiring to, to do. I feel like that's on the surface. Underneath of that, I kind of think the adults are like, you're not going to be an astronaut. <laughs> <laughs> that's cute yeah yeah you know i feel like they are they are it's uh, cute because it's so unattainable yeah you there's no way you're gonna be lucky yeah, to work in an office be a fire truck there's no way you yeah, can be yeah, a fire truck yeah. yeah 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 well i guess i mean <laughs> <laughs> i want to be a fire truck <laughs> well you know you yeah. might you might get a response like that yeah well i mean i I guess i'm i'm referring to maybe children that are a little older that have in some ways i guess it's a conditioned response to that question i'm sure i remember as a as a child i was very tired of people asking me that like i have no idea i don't even know what the third grade's like at this point in my life Uh, i do not know i cannot think past high school college and whatever i am literally in second grade it's Um, funny though or it's interesting, I guess, because uh, everybody remembers what they used to say, you know? Yeah, it's, you, it's you funny. You remember kind of what child Matt used to want to do. I do. Do you remember yours? I do. What, what's yours? Electrical engineer. Wow. Mom was a musician. Yeah. yeah. Hey. Yeah, yes, neither, we have not done that. No. Neither one of us. No, I'm sure people laughed at us. Oh, sh- yeah. Yeah, they laughed. Oh, no way you're going to do that. Yeah, you guys be lucky Life's to live through high school. you down. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I feel like maybe it comes from a position of cynicism. Yeah. Really? I maybe. was thinking about it a lot. Yeah, I was kind of like, I don't know why you would ask a kid that. If not to be like, sh- you're yeah, going to beat like your old man. Either that or uh, to give the person asking the question that vicarious hope that they have now let go of i like that better that's probably a better way to look at the world yeah you yeah could do it i didn't do it but you could totally do it i hope you do i hope you do yeah that's most what people say well i hope you do but i feel like in the back of their mind it's yeah right (laughs) (laughs) can you believe what he said he wanted to be with his parents it's funny because your viewpoint on this is cynical yeah (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, my... You know, of, of the oh, people asking. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, because I am thinking uh, yeah. that the people asking right. are you're, awful. You're, yeah, yeah, you're putting the worst... Uh, worst case scenario. Right, yeah. They just want to ask just to laugh because it's not going to work They want to feel better about their lives. Yeah, what do you want to be when you grow up? Like, you know what? Doesn't even matter because I got a house and pay bills. Yeah. Let me tell you something, five-year-old. Yeah. You want to be an astronaut? Well, I bust my ass every day. I go into work five days a week. <laughs> I work 50 hours a week. 
I work at a factory. That ain't good enough for you. You got to be an astronaut. You can't be like your old man and work at a factory. That kid's not going to be an astronaut, though. I mean, probably not. Yeah. The answer to the question that you ask a child, I mean, really, regardless of what it is, the the likelihood that that will actually come to fruition is uh, extremely low. Yeah. Pretty cool when it does, though. Uh, Yeah. To your point, I mean, people know that. People have to know that. So it's kind of like, and I think, why, yeah, yeah. That's what. That's kind of what I'm getting at. It's it's almost like creating a sense of failure early in a kid if they don't become that thing because all of well, a sudden you're not. You know, it's this thing you wanted to be, and you told people for years, and then all of a sudden you're not. And do you think that it would potentially create some issues there where they feel like they've let themselves down or that they've lied to people? You know, I was about to counter that with saying, you know, that what I used to say really doesn't mean much to me now. But I mean, I really do feel like it would be cool to be an electrical engineer still. It's not too late, man. Well, yeah, that's true. Do you still feel like it would be cool to be a mu- musician? Or Yeah, I mean, m- maybe on, on a different scale for me. I don't think like I'd want to go around playing shows and stuff. A-sharp or something. Yeah, diff- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I want to veer away from pentatonic. You know? Yeah, yes, definitely. Yeah, I, mean, I also have an interest in it, definitely. But I'm also comfortable with what's going on now. Um, yeah. So it's not... That's more self-discovery, man. Hey, man. You gotta be good with what you're doing. That's. I think that's more, that's more, you know, settling in and trying to have a good time when you can, not being so hard on yourself. Yeah, self-discovery coupled with life discovery. Yes. What you wind up expecting versus your lofty expectations as a child, you know. What you don't even realize are lofty. Right. I I think that's the problem. That's the problem I have with people asking it. it. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. You know. I can see that. I I just don't like. I mean, because everybody just goes along with the kid. But in the back of their minds, it's like, "Mm -hmm." there's something there. I just feel like there's something there. I'm going to put you in a scenario real quick, okay? Okay. You're at a red light. Person to your left gets a left turn green arrow. You're going straight. Uh huh. That person peels out next to you. What's your reaction to that? Uh, just a, a head shake. Great. You know why is that? Because there's no need to do that. Well, from your perspective, I want to tell you this. Okay. The other the other day when it happened to you, that was me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Peeling out and in my four cylinder car. What was the reason behind that? I wanted to impress all of those around me. Okay. Hearing it from but, you now, I don't think that happened. Yeah, everybody shakes their head. That's just the common reaction. That's the common reaction. Okay. Yeah. Now I don't know why that is. That's my reaction too. Yeah. Sometimes if I'm not in my car, let's say I'm standing out in front of a restaurant waiting for a seat and someone does that in the parking lot, I get upset. Uh-huh. Like it, it upsets me. Yeah. Kind of, yeah. And yeah. I've got a snap judgment on that person. Me too. For sure. Me too. Yeah. I had a thought recently that, you know, my life of passive aggression may be helped by some of that active aggression that that person is doing. Like, what if those people that do that are incredibly happy? Like, man, why are you always so happy? You know, man, every once in a while, I just peel out. Yeah. Every once in a while, I just, I just, <laughs> I just hit it. Yeah, that's the secret. Yeah, what is the secret? Is peeling out? I don't know, man. I don't know if I buy it. You just, I've don't, known you just some, don't want to believe that those people are happier than you. I, th- I really, really don't. No. <laughs> you hate them but, so much. Yeah. <laughs> you don't deserve it. Uh, yeah. Everybody look at me. I've known, you know, personally known a couple of people that would do that. And it comes from a place of superiority, almost kind of. 
Okay. Like the, uh, yeah. It almost feels to me like the very primal, like, you know, sticking your chest out and yeah. beating it. Alpha male kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's a kind of a. Have you ever known a female to do that? Right. That's a great point. And no, I have not. They just don't it, do it. A woman, if she was a product of a certain social class that accepted that or maybe thought that that was cool, she would. Right. But for the most part, I think it's just a male thing. Yeah. Yeah, almost like a novelty if a female does it. Yeah. And it is funny because I feel like 90% of people are in agreement that that's stupid and annoying yes. and there's no reason to do it, you know. Even people that think that would still get in their car and do that. Right. And it's like, what is that? What are you, you doing? Know? Yeah. Yeah. Like the whole revving up your motorcycle yeah. when you're on it, like at a red light or something, you know? Yeah. I look down on that. I mean, I, I can't even explain how much that pisses me <laughs> off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I if I, I were on that motorcycle at that red light, I can't guarantee that I wouldn't do it. I mean, I would not do it. I cannot guarantee. Oh, oh you mean you, you can't guarantee you wouldn't? Right. Okay. I can't guarantee that I would not yeah. do that. I, I don't know. I mean, Maybe yeah. it's just for them, you know? It's just... Well, okay, I guess that kind of leads into my follow-up question then. Why is that not accepted? Because I feel like our society is moving towards an acceptance of all things, which yeah. I like. I think you know, a, a blanket ex, you know, accepting everything is a little boring to me. I feel like there needs to be some explaining. If I want to just create a new religion and try to make you you know, respect my belief in it, yeah. I feel like I owe you some more explanation and some more, you know, devotion to that before I could. Yeah, metacostal you know, religion. Yeah, yeah, metacostal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. So you know, there are those things that are kind of on the fringes. I don't accept people trying to use some fake religious belief to get out of something, or all of a sudden you've converted to this one religion so that you don't have to do a particular thing that those kind of yeah. things I don't like. I'm not very accepting of that. But, you know, like you said, these people are just uh, doing what they want to do. That goes into the mindset that I've come to adopt about other people, what they are into, what they do. Yeah. And just kind of taking a position of neutrality on it. You know, even if I would not do that or don't really agree with that, you know, that's fine if he does it. I mean, yeah, that's, you know, his prerogative. I'm really good about that for most things nowadays. Yeah. But revving engines, peeling out, things like that. You're not having it. It just hasn't, it hadn't made the jump to that yet. Right. But, you know, maybe that's coming. I don't know. That's. I, I kind of use this. <laughs> Yeah, I, I I use I use that in my mind when I'm having trouble understanding someone's stance on something. Like, let's say we we're having a conversation with someone that was completely against homosexuality or completely hated one race, uh -huh. you know, and I can't really relate to them. I can't speak to them on a level where I mean, obviously, I'm not going to change their mind. Their mind has been made up. Right. For a long time. Yeah, yeah. That's and not... most of the time I think their opinion's been given to them by someone else. Yeah, oh yeah. And there's a lot disagreeing of disagreeing with that opinion would mean disagreeing with whoever gave that whoever an important person in your life gave that opinion to you. So yeah. but so I try to imagine yeah. that. I try to imagine let's say you happen to see two men kissing, right? Uh -huh. Me, I'm just gonna walk right past that. Right. You know? Uh not that I wouldn't notice it and be like, Oh, whoa, you know. 
I, I would notice it. I would quickly forget about it and wouldn't even. Can you believe what I saw? I'm not gonna. You know, uh-huh. that's not gonna happen. What I try to look at when people have those opinions, or you know, I try to like imagine them seeing that is hearing someone peel out. Them seeing that is the yeah. is the reaction of ha- having the person laying down that robe in the yeah, parking lot. Yeah. And so it kind of in that way, I can at least tolerate and not want to hurt that person right yeah i don't want to hurt them so yeah. it's just <laughs> kind of like oh okay you know sympathize I, on some level with right their position like and, i haven't yeah. gotten over someone you know revving their engine and stuff i mean that makes me mad so right like i can appreciate at the core how that makes you feel i can appreciate that yeah yeah uh, i guess the only yeah. difference is like you are in some way affected by the peeling out like you know you hear it you know you hear the engine revving so it is yeah. actually affecting you yeah, yeah. Whereas, you know, two dudes kissing is not actually affecting you at all. Right. Uh, so, there's, but yeah. yeah, like there's still a disconnect there. But I think overall, that's something I've tried to adopt. I just kind of wanted to see if, you know, I, I wanted to, and, and, you know, you hit it perfectly. You think the same way I do. And I was like, hey, what's your reaction? And you're like, oh, God, you know. Yeah. I, I, I shake my head and, you know, j- go into judgment mode because I do too. I'm, I'm like, you know, what's this faggot doing? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Longest setup ever. That's a long setup. Oh, man. Probably on the way to meet his boyfriend. <laughs> man. Yes. We touched on some hard-hitting stuff this episode, Matt. Yeah, we did, Daniel. Um, And I'm really relieved that it's over. Me too. Yeah. I'm ready to go back to joking. Uh, yeah, what I would consider to be joking. We can we can head on back to joking. I think next time. I hope I help some underage children get laid. Okay? <laughs> yeah, that's one thing I can say. That's a big takeaway that hopefully we. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hope yeah. Hope everyone is very proud to be listening to this. <laughs> you know, and, and really sees a lot of value in in us and yeah. is me and a person. You may not know me, but hopefully that. You know, let you know a little more about me. Yeah, just a little peek into what goes on inside Matt's head. Yay. Um, Real quick, before you take us out, Matt, I wanted to say we are on iTunes, Stitcher, Clamor, and SoundCloud. Okay. I want to say YouTube as We're, well. We, we, put a, we put a clip up on YouTube. By the time you're hearing this, it may be more, maybe less. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I mean. That's our, our uh, media manager. Yeah, uh, Marcus. Mark. Yeah. We're on Facebook. Yeah, we are on Facebook. Yeah. Get at us. Holler yeah. at your boy. Get at us on Facebook and get in there and get on it. Yeah, boy. And uh, that's that's all we've got going right now, isn't it? That's it. Yeah. And um, if you have anything that you want to comment on or, uh, you know, any ideas for future episode topics, anything like that, you can reach us directly at getyourmindrightcast at gmail.com. Speak it slow to me, Daniel. Getyourmindrightcast at gmail.com. Thank you. I'm sending my... uh letter to you as we speak <laughs> you will never know it's me okay <laughs> yeah i got a real interesting email yeah this guy full of rage this guy His emails guy. yeah uh i'm gonna try to become a, our special guest on our own show where i interview myself and i agree <laughs> with myself and we gang up on you yeah yeah tune in uh next episode where i interview matt yay 
and Matt yeah. interviews me. Yep. So, ladies and gentlemen, if you've listened to us this far, that is on you. Thanks for listening to Get Your Mind Right with Matt and Daniel. I'm Matt. And I'm Daniel. Thanks, everyone. See you guys.